Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. First Samuel 5. What happens when the one true God meets a man-made idol? In yesterday's story, the Philistines captured the Ark of God when the Israelites thought it was a good idea to take the Ark into battle. Their bright idea didn't work because they didn't consult God about their plan. What happens next is actually rather humorous. However, it does make a very important statement. Let's dig in. We're in 1 Samuel 5. The Ark in the Land of the Philistines. After the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they took it from the battleground at Ebenezer to the town of Ashdod. They carried the Ark of God into the temple of Dagon and placed it beside an idol of Dagon. But when the citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning, Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground in front of the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him in his place again. And if you want to take a look at what this looks like, I found um, uh, a drawing, a, a graphic from uh, freebibleimages.com, and uh, it is rather humorous. Um, when the citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning, Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground in front of the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him in his place again. But the next morning, the same thing happened. Dagon had fallen face down before the Ark of the Lord. This time, his head and hands had broken off and were lying in the doorway. Only the trunk of his body was left intact. That is why, to this day, neither the priests of Dagon nor anyone who enters the temple of Dagon and Ashdod will step on its threshold. Then the Lord's heavy hand struck the people of Ashdod and the nearby villages with a plague of tumors. When the, plague when the people realized what was happening, they cried out, we can't keep the ark of God of Israel here any longer. He is against us. We will all be destroyed along with Dagon, our God. So they called together the rulers of the Philistine towns and asked, what should we do with the ark of the God of Israel? The rulers discussed it and replied, move it to the town of Gath. So they moved the Ark of God of Israel to Gath. But when the Ark arrived at Gath, the Lord's heavy hand fell on its men, young and old, and he struck them with a plague of tumors. 
and there was a great panic. So they sent the ark of God to the town of Ekron. But when the people of Ekron saw it coming, they cried out, they're bringing the ark of God of Israel here to kill us too. The people summoned the Philistine rulers again and begged them, please send the ark of God of Israel back to its own country or it will kill us all. For the de deadly plague from God had already begun and great fear was sweeping across the town. Those who didn't die were afflicted with tumors and the cry from the town rose to heaven. Well, here's some points to ponder here. Well, nothing like angering God. God gets revenge and you never want to be on the other end of God's revenge or vengeance. Dagon was the fish god. Its upper body was like a man, but it had the tail of a fish. One ugly mermaid, or I should say merman. And seriously, take, click on over to my blog so you can take a picture, take a look at what this thing looked like, or someone's interpretation of it anyway. Back then, it wasn't just one army against another army. It was also our God versus your God. The defeat of the Israelites, God's people, is never the defeat of God. To the Philistines, the Ark of God was just a war trophy. They put it in the temple of their god Dagon so it would be subservient or submissive to their god, supposedly a more powerful god. Consequently, the one true god showed his mighty power not once but twice in the temple, later by inflicting a plague on the Philistines. The plague seemed to attack the people wherever the Ark went in Philistia. It was like a hot potato. It burned whoever had it, thus they took it elsewhere and no one wanted it. Instead of submitting to the one true God, the Philistines tried to get rid of him, which proves to be a fatal mistake. God is not made by human hands. The true God of salvation is not made by human hands or made up by human imagination. He is our creator. He created you in his image. He is the living God. He doesn't want you to perish because of your sins. He wants you to have everlasting life with him. That's why he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to take our sins away on the cross. Yes, yours, mine, everybody, everybody who believes in Jesus. Jesus didn't suffer torture and die so we could have religion. He died so he could have a relationship with you, with me, with every single one of us. So what idols are competing with God in your life? Mary, saints, a church, a career, a person, possessions, celebrities, power, pride, vanity, yourself. It's time to get right with God. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which could happen at any moment. This is what you have to do. You have to believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever, that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, stop sinning. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized, show the world and yourself that you died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes or click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Also at the bottom of today's blog, I have uh, put 
two um, worship music videos. Um, you are God alone and God's not dead, just in case you had any doubts. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look! I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.